And welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Soft Spoken Bible in a Year, where my prayer is that as this soothes you to sleep or relaxes you, the Word goes into your being, your mind, your will, your emotions, and your spirit as you sleep or relax that these are just seeds which will produce fruit over time in your lives. And today we are on day 76. If you are just joining us, welcome to day 76 of the Soft Spoken Bible in a Year. We will pick up where we left off in the book of Numbers, chapter 10, verse 14, through chapter 11, verse 35 the Gospel of Luke, chapter 10, and conclude with an eventide devotional portion from God Calling Eventide. But before we begin, sweet friend, if you do not know Jesus, this wonderful, wonderful Jesus who died just for you, and and you would like to know Him as your very own Lord and Savior, would you please pray the following prayer? Dear Heavenly Father, I would like Jesus to come into my heart and be my Lord and Savior. Your word says in Romans chapter 10 verses 9 through 10 that if I confess out loud Jesus is my Lord and believe in my heart God raised him from the dead I shall be saved for it is with my heart that I believe and am justified just as if I never sinned and it is with my mouth that I confess and I am saved. Please, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Please be my Lord and my Savior. I repent for the wrong life I have lived until now. I choose you and will live for you all the days of my life. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I love you. In Jesus' name, Amen. You are now His child. All heaven is jumping up and down and dancing because you received Jesus into your very own heart, sweet friend. Tell someone you just received Jesus and find a great Christian church and grow in Him. He loves you and desires worship from your heart each and every day. You are so precious to him. And now, I will ask the Lord God to bless this episode for day 76. O Adonai, Elohim, Heavenly Father, you're so precious to us. I ask you to bless this episode as I'm just your vessel, planting a seed 
for now and the future. It's your word. And it is such an honor and a privilege to be able to share your word in this manner. Oh, Father, I come to you like a child. Not childish, but childlike. And I ask you to help me to glean what you want me to glean and share from your precious word. Thank you for blessing those who listen now and in years to come. Thank you for helping me be a blessing to others and that we fulfill the purpose, plan, and destiny that you have preordained for us before the foundations of the world. In your Son's precious, wonderful, holy name, in Jesus Christ's name, I pray this and seal it by the sweet Holy Spirit. Amen. Numbers, chapter 10, verses 14 through 36. First, the standard of the camp of the children of Judah went forward, according to their armies. Nahashon, the son of Aminadab, was over his army. Netanel, the son of Zuad, was over the army of the tribe of the children of Issachar. Eliab, the son of Helon, was over the army of the tribe of the children of Zebulun. The tabernacle was taken down, and the sons of Gershon and the sons of Merari, who bore the tabernacle, went forward. The standard of the camp of Reuben went forward according to their armies. Elitzur, the son of Shaduar, was over his army. Shalumiel, the son of Zuri Shaddai, was over the army of the tribe of the children of Simeon. Eliasaph, the son of Deuel, was over the army of the tribe of the children of Gad. The Kohathites set forward, bearing the sanctuary. The others set at the tabernacle before they arrived. The standard of the camp of the children of Ephraim set forward according to their armies. Elishema, the son of Amihud, was over his army. Gamaliel, the son of Pedatsur, was over the army of the tribe of the children of Manasseh. Abidan, the son of Gideoni, was over the army of the tribe of the children of Benjamin. The standard of the camp of the children of Dan, which was the rear guard of all the camps, set forward according to their armies. Ahiezod, the son of Amishadai, was over his army. Pagiel, the son of Ochran, was over the army of the tribe of the children of Asher. Ahira, the son of Inan, was over the army of the tribe of the children of Naphtali. Thus were the travels of the children of Israel according to their armies, and they went forward. Moses said to Hobab, the son of Reuel, the Midianite, Moses' father-in-law, We are journeying to the place of which the Lord said, I will give it to you. 
Come with us, and we will treat you well, for the Lord has spoken good concerning Israel. He said to him, I will not go, but I will depart to my own land and to my relatives. Moses said, Don't leave us, please, because you know how we are to encamp in the wilderness, and you can be our eyes. It shall be, if you go with us, yes, it shall be, that whatever good the Lord does to us, we will do the same to you. They set forward from the mount of the Lord three days' journey. The ark of the Lord's covenant went before them three days' journey to seek out a resting place for them. The cloud of the Lord was over them by day when they set forward from the camp. When the ark went forward, Moses said, Rise up, Lord, and let your enemies be scattered. Let those who hate you flee before you. When it rested, he said, Return, Lord, to the ten thousands of the thousands of Israel. Numbers, chapter 11, verses 1 through 35. The people were complaining in the ears of the Lord. When the Lord heard it, his anger burned, and the Lord's fire burned among them and consumed some of the outskirts of the camp. The people cried to Moses, and Moses prayed to the Lord, and the fire abated. The name of that place was called Taberah, because the Lord's fire burned among them. The mixed multitude that was among them lusted exceedingly, and the children of Israel also wept again, and said, Who will give us meat to eat? We remember the fish, which we ate in Egypt for nothing, the cucumbers, and the melons, and the leeks, and the onions, and the garlic. But now we have lost our appetite. There was nothing at all except this manna to look at. The manna was like coriander seed, and it looked like bedellium. The people went around, gathered it, and ground it in mills, or beat it in mortars, and boiled it in pots, and made cakes of it. Its taste was like the taste of fresh oil. When the dew fell on the camp in the night, the manna fell on it. Moses heard the people weeping throughout their families, every man at the door of his tent, and the Lord's anger burned greatly, and Moses was displeased. Moses said to the Lord, Why have you treated your servants so badly? Why haven't I found favor in your sight, that you lay the burden of all this people on me? Have I conceived all this people? Have I brought them out 
that you should tell me. Carry them in your bosom, as a nurse carries a nursing infant, to the land which you swore to their fathers. Where could I get meat to give all these people? For they weep before me, saying, Give us meat that we may eat. I am not able to bear all this people alone, because it is too heavy for me. If you treat me this way, please kill me right now. If I have found favor in your sight, and don't let me see my wretchedness, the Lord said to Moses, Gather to me seventy men of the elders of Israel, whom you know to be the elders of the people and officers over them, and bring them to the tent of meeting, that they may stand there with you. I will come down and talk with you there. I will take of the spirit which is on you, and will put it on them, and they shall bear the burden of the people with you, that you don't bear it yourself alone. Say to the people, Sanctify yourselves in preparation for tomorrow, and you will eat meat, for you have wept in the ears of the Lord, saying, Who will give us meat to eat? For it was well with us in Egypt. Therefore, the Lord will give you meat, and you will eat. You will not eat just one day, or two days, or five days, or ten days, or twenty days, but a whole month, until it comes out at your nostrils, and it is loathsome to you, because you have rejected the Lord who is among you, and have wept before him, saying, Why did we come out of Egypt? Moses said, The people among whom I am are six hundred thousand men on foot, and you have said, I will give them meat, that they may eat a whole month. Shall flocks and herds be slaughtered for them to be sufficient for them? Shall all the fish of the sea be gathered together for them to be sufficient for them? The Lord said to Moses, Has the Lord's hand grown short? Now you will see whether my word will happen to you or not. Moses went out and told the people the Lord's words, and he gathered seventy men of the elders of the people and set them around the tent. The Lord came down in the cloud and spoke to him and took of the spirit that was on him and put it on the seventy elders. When the spirit rested on them, they prophesied, but they did so no more. But two men remained in the camp. The name of one was Eldad, and the name of the other Medad. And the Spirit rested on them. They were of those who were written, but had not gone out to the tent. And they prophesied in the camp. A young man ran and told Moses and said, Eldad and Medad are prophesying in the camp. Joshua the son of Nun, the servant of Moses, one of his chosen men, answered, My lord Moses, forbid them. 
Moses said to him, Are you jealous for my sake? I wish that all the Lord's people were prophets, that the Lord would put his spirit on them. Moses went into the camp, he and the elders of Israel. A wind from the Lord went out and brought quails from the sea and let them fall by the camp about a day's journey on this side and a day's journey on the other side around the camp and about two cubits above the surface of the earth. The people rose up all that day and all of that night and all the next day and gathered the quails. He who gathered least gathered ten homers, and they spread them all out for themselves around the camp. While the meat was still between their teeth, before it was chewed, the Lord's anger burned against the people, and the Lord struck the people with a very great plague. The name of that place was called Kibrot Hata'ava, because there they buried the people who lusted. From Kibrot Hata'ava, the people traveled to Hatzeroth, and they stayed at Hatzeroth. The Gospel of Luke, Chapter 10 Now, after these things, the Lord also appointed seventy others, and sent them two by two ahead of him into every city and place where he was about to come. Then he said to them, The harvest is indeed plentiful, but the laborers are few. Pray therefore to the Lord of the harvest, that he may send out laborers into his harvest. Go your ways. Behold, I send you out as lambs among wolves, Carry no purse, nor wallet, nor sandals. Greet no one on the way. Into whatever house you enter first, say, Peace be to this house. If a son of peace is there, your peace will rest on him. But if not, it will return to you. Remain in that same house, eating and drinking the things they give, for the laborer is worthy of his wages. Don't go from house to house. Into whatever city you enter and they receive you, eat the things that are set before you. Heal the sick who are there and tell them, God's kingdom has come near to you. But into whatever city you enter and they don't receive you, go out into its streets and say, Even the dust from your city that clings to us, we wipe off against you. Nevertheless, know this, that God's kingdom has come near to you. I tell you, it will be more tolerable on that day for Saddam than for that city. Woe to you, Chorazan! Woe to you, Bethsaida! For if the mighty works had been done in Tyre and Sidon, which were done in you, they would have repented long ago, sitting in sackcloth and ashes. But it will be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon in the judgment than for you. You, Capernaum, who are exalted to heaven, will be brought down to Sheol. Whoever listens to you listens to me.
And whoever rejects you rejects me. Whoever rejects me rejects him who sent me. The seventy returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. He said to them, I saw Satan having fallen like lightning from heaven. Behold, I give you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Nothing will in any way hurt you. Nevertheless, don't rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. In that same hour, Yeshua rejoiced in the Holy Spirit and said, I thank you, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and understanding and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for so it was well-pleasing in your sight. Turning to the disciples, he said, All things have been delivered to me by my Father. No one knows who the Son is except the Father and who the Father is except the Son. And he, to whomever the Son desires to reveal him. Turning to the disciples, he said privately, Blessed are the eyes which see the things that you see. For I tell you that many prophets and kings desire to see the things which you see and didn't see them, and to hear the things which you hear and didn't hear them. Behold, a certain Torah scholar stood up and tested him, saying, Rabbi, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, What is written in the Torah? How do you read it? He answered, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. He said to him, You have answered correctly. Do this, and you will live. But he, desiring to justify himself, asked Yeshua, Who is my neighbor? Yeshua answered, A certain man was going down from Yerushalayim, or Jerusalem, to Jericho. And he fell among robbers, who both stripped him and beat him and departed, leaving him half dead. By chance, a certain priest was going down that way. When he saw him, he passed by on the other side. In the same way, a Levite also, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, as he traveled, came where he was. When he saw him, he was moved with compassion, came to him and bound up his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. He set him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. On the next day, when he departed, he took out two denati, gave them to the host, and said to him, Take care of him. Whatever you spend beyond that, I will repay you when I return. Now, which of these three do you think seemed to be a neighbor to him who fell among the robbers? He said, He who showed mercy on him. Then Yeshua said to him, Go and do likewise. 
as they went on their way, he entered into a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. She had a sister called Miriam, who also sat at Yeshua's feet and heard his word. But Martha was distracted with much serving, and she came up to him and said, Lord, don't you care that my sister left me to serve alone? Ask her, therefore, to help me. Yeshua answered her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is needed. Mary has chosen the good part, which will not be taken away from her. God Calling, Eventide, Day 76, Reflect Me. Jesus said, My children, I am here beside you. Draw near in spirit to me. Shut out the distractions of the world. I am your life the very breath of your soul. Learn what it is to shut yourself in the secret place of your being, which is my secret place too. True it is, I wait in many a heart, but so few retire into that inner place of the being to commune with me. Wherever the soul is, I am. Man has really understood this. I am actually at the center of every man's being, but distracted with the things of the son's life, he finds me not. Do you realize that I am telling you truths, revealing them, not repeating oft-told facts? Meditate on all I say, Ponder it, not to draw your own conclusions, but to absorb mine. All down the ages, men have been too eager to say what they thought about my truth, and so doing, they have grievously erred. Hear me, talk to me, reflect me. Do not say what you think about me. My words need none of man's explanation. I can explain to each heart. Make me real and leave me to do my own work. To lead a soul to me is one thing. To seek to stay with it, to interpret, Mars the first great act. So would it be with human intercourse. How much more then, when it is a question of the soul, and me its maker, and only real spirit that understands it. And Isaiah chapter 30 verse 15 says, In returning and rest, 
shall ye be saved in quietness and in confidence shall be your strength just to recapitulate chapter 10 it's interesting because we have insight into how they set out to leave and travel and they would only go when the glory cloud would go before them then they knew we had to go travel and they each had an assignment it is important for us to know our assignments especially in the Lord your assignment may be different from my assignment we should encourage each other with a variety of assignments that the Lord has given to each in the body of Christ I also think it's very interesting how Moses did not want his nephew to leave them and encouraged them to stay and travel and to be their eyes and that they would be blessed that whatever good the Lord did to Moses the same would be done to them so his nephew stayed that's precious and just to recapitulate what was impressed upon me chapter 11 when we're in the presence of God we cannot help but be affected by his presence like those two, Eladad and Madad, those two men who just happened to be there when the seventy elders were there at the tent of meeting, and the Spirit fell on them, and they prophesied also. And I loved what Moses said to Joshua, Don't be jealous for my sake. I wish all would prophesy. I wish the Spirit would fall on everyone to prophesy. And that was fulfilled in Acts chapter 2, but thousands of years before. Moses, that was his heart's desire, that all men would prophesy with the Spirit of God. Also, it's amazing to me how Moses was able to communicate with God so frankly. And he stood in the gap of the people that whom God was angry against. That also shows me how, how much God really hates complaining. And weeping in front of the Lord doesn't always move him. Ooh, not at that point. He was not moved by their tears. He was angry. The weeping. There are times where our tears can make God angry. Wow, what a revelation. And just to recap the Gospel of Luke chapter 10, quite a few things. It's interesting how Moses, when the Lord himself told Moses to gather 70 of the elders, and then thousands of years later, the same God, who is the same thousands of years before, who is the same yesterday, today, and forever, chose 70 to go two by two and heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out demons. Then it's interesting about the lawyer that tests Jesus. And Jesus answers him with a question. And then the lawyer continues to press. Well, who is my neighbor? After answering the two greatest commandments and then all the other commandments hang on those. And he said, who is my neighbor? And if you've heard that Samaritan story before, we know it's not about the person's race, it's about their heart. 
a Samaritan back then was like half Jew, half something, and God was saying, yet no one helped. No one helped that wounded man but a Samaritan. There's something about that Samaritan, the parable of the Samaritan. It doesn't say who that man was, it just says that he, you know, a Jewish man fell, but no one helped him, not the Levite, not a certain priest, but a certain Samaritan. And then we get to, well, Jesus is going to stop by and have lunch at Martha's house. And Martha's house is also her sister Mary's house. But isn't it interesting? Success in Jesus' eyes is not about the many things that Martha was anxious about. Who knows? Jesus could have probably provided the meal himself. But Martha was just caring about herself. Lord, ask her to help me. Lord, don't you care? Again, this is self-pity. I think that's why the Lord was angry in Moses' day, because they were feeling sorry. They were taking offense against themselves, and they were insulting God when they said, we should just go back to Egypt. They didn't really know what they were saying. Or maybe they did. God was angry and their tears were out of self-pity. And here, Martha's having self-pity. Oh, come on, have Mary help me. It's about Martha, Martha, Martha. And Jesus did not give in. He said, you are troubled and anxious about many things. And in the Greek, it's a strong rebuke. But one thing is needed. Miriam, just let the Lord be not asking for anything just let him be at his feet what a lesson for us we must let the Lord be in our lives sit in his presence taste of his fruit I'll leave it at that until next time Blessings to you.